What's up, podcast listeners? On this episode of the Matt Baxter Show, with your boy, Matt Baxter, I'm hanging out with Mary E. Maloney. She is the Chief Brand Strategy and Marketing Officer. She has helped coach help people, you know, all from executives tell their story to individuals tell their story to companies and nonprofits tell their story. She basically helps take really, really brilliant ideas or really, really amazing problems or really, really uh, fantastic problem solving solutions out there and help craft the story such that people can wrap their heads around it. They can understand it. So for executives, you know, somebody like me, who's excruciatingly scatterbrained all over the place, she can help say, Matt, okay, we need to narrow it down a little bit. We need to understand best. What is the value you're bringing to the world and how do we best leverage my skill sets, my scatterbrain and turn it into an amazing, beautiful story. And she's just fantastic. I really, really enjoyed this podcast. I really enjoyed just picking her brain about the marketing world and how she's leveraged that both in her career and also been an amazing influence and asset to people in their lives as well too so mary thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast love the show and just thank you for all that you're doing in the world well mary thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast thank you matt it's a pleasure to be here so we got connected over to linkedin and uh we we chatted a little bit i i got a brief snippet about your story but if you're willing i would love just to hear a little bit background about your life story hear a little bit more about everything you got going on in the world so would you you know, be, be willing to share a little bit deeper on that? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, my name is Mary E. Maloney. Um, I am a brand strategist. I figured out really young what it is I love to do. Um, I've served as a CEO, uh, chief marketing officer, uh, a business owner. Um, I've run three companies um, and I've spent my career building brands. That's what I do. Um, I position healthcare tech companies for profitable exits. Um, I've won multi-million dollar RFPs that put unknown companies on the map. I've raised capital. Um, I've rebranded, I can't tell you how many organizations who needed to pivot to their next inflection point. Um, I have put brands um, into place that um, are still very much in existence and thriving today. And I love it. I love every minute of it. I have had the privilege of working with some of the most notable brands in the world, like Heinz and Subaru and Intuit and Mercy Health System. Um, and I just recently pivoted. Uh, so I've been working with companies for a very, very long time and have learned some time-tested principles. And now I've pivoted into helping individuals with their brand, um, helping individuals to to figure out what is their extraordinary why? What do they stand for? And how can they communicate that brand to the world? So when talking about branding, so what's what's like, what does the general public just not have a clue about when it comes to branding, right? So I, I have a business, I relatively understand branding, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm pretty dumb when it comes to it. So if you're, if you're walking in the door and people like don't have a clue about branding, what do you describe that as? Yeah, so... So there's a misconception, I think, Matt, that that brand is the logo or brand is the color scheme or, or brand is the the advertisement um, on an online PPC ad. It's part of it. It's that's brand. That's branding. Um, but but brand is actually it's 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 much deeper. Um, and, and on an individual standpoint. I, I really believe that brand is the manifestation of the human spirit. I really believe that brand is, is um, it's an emotive response. So if you think about it from a company perspective, and I use this example all the time, um, I think we can all agree that the automotive industry is a, a fiercely competitive field. 
However, if you think about three different car companies, like Mercedes stands for luxury, and Volvo stands for safety, and BMW stands for performance, even though they're amongst a fiercely competitive set, they, you can still see the differentiation. So my challenge to individuals, C-level executives, business owners, um, leaders, is to think about oneself amongst a competitive set. And, and what's the emotive response you want to elicit? What's the emotive response you want people to have when they interact with your personal brand? So how have you seen it play out differently? You know, for so you name like those big, big brand names. So let's this is something that's been on my mind a lot is like you take a company like Tesla and you can't think about Tesla without thinking about Elon Musk. Same thing with Amazon for the most part. You can't think about Amazon without thinking about Jeff Bezos. So how if you were one of or coaching one of those two guys, you know, how would you encourage them to live into the fact that they are the brand and also encourage them to separate themselves from the name or encourage more branding towards the name than to themselves. Does that make, does that question make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And that's, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, and I'd love to, you know, explore a little about your brand too, Matt, so that your listeners can hear a little bit more about your brand, because you're kind of in that position where you're the CEO of your organization and what you stand for, it very much translates to what your business stands for. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so what my, my first recommendation is to uh, go within. Um, we have less than seconds to communicate what we stand for. We live in a seven second world right now. Um, less than seven seconds, if you think about it. Um, 6.5 seconds it takes to form an opinion um, on, on very critical items like trustworthiness. I mean, Forbes even says it, it takes a tenth of a second to start determining really core traits like integrity um, and and authenticity and um, accountability. Um, really interesting. So with that in mind, um, what I recommend is to start with purpose, is to figure out what's your, what's your two word purpose statement, if you will, and start there. And I have a really cool little tool that I found. I'm happy to share it. Um, the website is www.onpurpose.me, www.onpurpose.me. If you go there, uh, if there's a 10-minute assessment. It's an, it's an ipsative assessment, meaning um, you choose one word over the other. Uh, ipsative means, you know, up, down, left, right, one word versus another word. And in literally 10 minutes, you'll have your two-word purpose statement. And I say start there. And think about what does that mean um, to you and then start showing up um, based on purpose. Yeah, the, it's interesting you point to, you know, that that's something I've been thinking about quite a bit with with Wedge and our business is a lot of, you know, content that I put out is both related to quote unquote thought leadership in the sense of purpose and passion. And then the idea is that's something that I'm I, I care about and is important to me, but at times that also drives things back to the business. And so how can I, as a founder, continue to build my brand as a founder, but also continue to build the brand of the business. But in the event that let's say somebody acquires us, how to keep the brand that, you know, I started and we started strong while removing my name behind it. And how do you do something like that? Not that I'm focused on selling, but just how do you create something that's not so reliant on the, the, the married 
um, balance between the founder and the brand of the company and have those two be separate while at the same time leveraging both at the same time? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great question. And what I would do is get really, really clear on your story. Like Matt, why did you, why did you found this company? Like why, why are you putting all your energy into this organization? Why are you spending all your time on this? Um, what, you know, what, what is what's driving you and if if you can instill that into the culture then it's likely that the culture will carry on even beyond you that makes a lot of sense i like that a lot i like that a lot that's uh probably the cheapest consulting i've gotten so thank you for being a guest on the podcast <laughs> you're welcome i just i just love the um the, the fact that you're doing this podcast it speaks volumes about you as a leader well, thank you. That, that means a lot. So for you, you know, you have worked with such a wide range of brands, company sizes, industries. And so do you walk in and again, not necessarily asking for you to share the secret sauce, but do you walk in with a brand plan with any company, every size? Is it tailored individually? Do you try to nudge it to a a, a, a reasonable formula? I mean, so how, how do you go in when you first identify maybe a troubled brand and sort of help fix that versus a brand that's killing it and just wants to get their name out there more. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad that you, you stipulated that because when I do a look back on my own pedigree, uh, all, almost all of the organizations without exception, um, were pivoting to another inflection point. Like there was they were either acquired or going to acquire someone, or they had plateaued and they needed to get to the next level, or they, um, they've been in business for 15, 20 years and nobody really knew exactly what they did. Um, there was always some kind of a puzzle to solve. Um, and over, gosh, 30 years time, Matt, on the, the company side, I developed this five-step process that just never fails me. And it starts with, positioning, messaging, and branding. How are you positioning it yourself in the market amongst a competitive set? What are the key messages that you want to send? And, and how are you branding? What's the look and the feel and, and the heart and soul? And that's, that's the essence of it, the heart and soul. And then we can start talking about, okay, what's the MarTech stack look like? How much are you going to invest in your strategy and your budget? And then what are the execution um, points in terms of do you want to do you want to use PPC? Um, are we going to conferences? Are we pay-per-click is PPC? If you want to advertise, if you want to do direct mail, if you I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can get to market, but none of that matters unless you have you have nailed the brand. You've got to nail that first. I like that a lot. So out of all the different um, and, and, you know, whether you're comfortable disclosing company names or not, totally fine, whichever you feel more comfortable with. But um, what has been the most challenging project you've worked on that you've enjoyed and what has been maybe sort of the one that you're the most you're the most proud of stamp of approval? Not that you, not that there, of course, has been any project that hasn't been great work and amazing work. But what would be one that you really you really, you know, put your head on the pillow and really proud of? You know, uh, I'm, I've been very fortunate. I've, um, I've had a great run and on, you know, on the company side, um, I have always loved working in the healthcare tech space. I've sort of gravitated to that, that world because I always felt like the organizations I worked with were mission driven, socially conscious that, you know, they had a why behind, you know, the, the reason for being. 
And there's an organization, uh, it was a rehabilitation facility that um, their, their goal was to, to beat their regional competitor. They were losing, um, they were losing volume census to a, a, a company right up the street. Um, so their initial goal was to do better than them, to do better than that. Um, and what we did was we looked within, we followed that five-step process. Um, and it's the process that never failed me. And sure enough, what we came out in terms of the brand was that we have amazing kids. It was a rehabilitation facility for children with disabilities. Um, and what the, the organization did really well was amplified the procedures and special treatments and the research that was being done to help children with disabilities thrive. Um, and we came up with an amazing kids tagline. Um, and we, we uh, did a full on blitz, a multi-channel blitz into the market. And not only did we outpace our local regional competitor, but we actually went international, not just local or national. We, we actually found international fame. Um, in, in attracting attention to some of the extraordinary work that our physicians and our teachers were doing um, to treat um, congenital diseases um, and, and, and to literally help children. Some of them were in sip and puff wheelchairs. I mean, some of them were, had severe cognitive disabilities, but they were still thriving. So that amazing kids tagline um, became so popular that the company changed their URL to amazingkids.org. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah, that's where that's where uh, sort of work becomes a calling. And it's not just, hey, we are immediately performing work that I enjoy doing, but there's a greater impact far greater than probably anybody anticipated. And that's uh, that's a pretty cool place to reach in life. Yeah, thank you so much. And and working working with companies has been wholly gratifying. And now working with individuals um, has been really fulfilling as well. Um, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I worked um, with the CEO of a nonprofit who does a lot of speaking. And she was doing a lot of speaking about the nonprofit that she was working for, but didn't have her own platform. Um, so we ended up um, figuring out what it is that she's really passionate about. Um, and now she's actually, she owns the hashtag. It's hashtag gender multiplier effect. So if you just go to Google and Google that, you'll see her. Um, she, um, she like no other really owns that um, advocacy. That's her cause. That's, that's, that's why she gets out of bed in the morning. And to be able to help folks, you know, get to that place, Matt, where, you know, they just know that's, that's what they were meant to do. It just, it lights them up. And, you know, when, when you're clear on, on your purpose, as you, you know, as your podcast suggests, then you become confident. And when you're confident, um, you have impact. And when you have impact, I mean, when you have people coming to you saying, oh my gosh, that was, that was so impactful, then you come alive. And that's, that's what I really want to do is help people come alive. So for, for you, what would be the difference between working with a company on their brand and a, and a, a person on their brand other than the obvious? Um, but then what would also be very similar about the two? Yeah, what's um, what would be different is is exactly that is um, working one to one. Um, 
you 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 get that one-to-one -one interaction um, uh, versus working with a company. It it's you're working with with lots of folks, both wholly gratifying, um, very different approaches. Um, what's similar though is there's a process. So I had a process for companies that's time tested that worked. So now I'm using it for individuals and it's working too. So you know th this would be maybe going back to one question I was thinking about, but. What's the difference of like working with a company that's founder driven versus working with a company that's not founder driven any longer or a established brand that the owner is not involved? I mean, how do you how do you balance like the brand messaging? What, what's different about sort of working in those two different environments? Because I get I, again, I'm wearing the lens of like all the companies I have been a part of have been mine. Mm -hmm. And so, which is very different than a, a company that's been around for a long time and maybe the family's not involved anymore. It's publicly traded or whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, would, I would argue that even in, in large publicly traded companies, the person at the top is, is the one that folks are looking to for integrity and authenticity and results um, and, and answers to questions. So whether you're running um, a two-person shop or a you know mid-market two-thousand-person shop, or if you know you're running an organization that's impacting the world, um, your your personal brand matters. It matters. Um, you can't hide behind a big company. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, it's probably even more amplified. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So I want to I want to give you an opportunity a little bit um, share a little bit deeper into what the work you're you're doing now. Obviously, exciting that you're uh, you're now helping individuals with their brand. But you know who who should who should reach out to you? You know what what is like your bread and butter, your favorite thing to help somebody with? I mean, how what what's kind of the the next steps for somebody who wants to get involved with working with you? Yeah, I've um, it's you know it's interesting you you attract what you put out there and what I what I really love to do is working with CEOs, C-level executives, and their leadership teams. So I I find myself gravitating toward that that niche. Um, gosh, and I've been gosh I've been doing this for over twenty years. Um, so uh, just recently worked with a retired bank CEO. Um, I work with a lot of physicians. Um, I work with uh, global nonprofit uh, executive directors. Um, I love working with chief marketing officers because we speak the same language. Uh, PhD candidates, um, you know, folks who, folks who are are on the move. Um, I don't like to use the word transition because it's, it has sort of a sort of negative connotation to it. Um, I like to think about people who are her in pivot mode who um, are ready to move to the next inflection point, whatever that might be. And um, yeah, that's, um, it's a lot of fun. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, you know, at the end of the day, what's, what's the, when you build different brands, each different product brand um, has a different message that they're sharing with the world. So for you, what's ultimately like an influence that if, if, if you, you know, if you left a legacy of an influence or you impacted somebody for an hour of time, what would you want them walking away with that you helped them, help them accomplish? Oh gosh, that's a great question, Matt. Um, It'd be over a happy hour with a question like that, right? Oh, indeed. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, at some point as well. Um, yeah. So I guess it's that question, you know, if you got the COVID or, you know, if you had three months to live, um, you know, if we won the, you know, won the lottery and you were a gazillionaire, 
you know, what's what's the impact you would want to leave? Um, very simply, it's very simply, I just, I just want people to own their greatness. I just want them to own it with a level of conviction like no other. Because again, uh, I'll, I'll share a quote with you. Um, I really love this quote. Uh, it's uh, credit where credit is due. Um, Howard Thurman said this. He said, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. And I really do believe that if we can tap into our own brand and really own, um, get really clear on, on what it is that we individually do better than anyone in the world, they're, they're, you, you show up with a level of confidence that's palpable. I mean, you've seen people like this and, I, and I'm not talking about like, you know, fist pumping, ostentatious kind of people. It's, um, it's a presence. It's, a, it's, a, it's an authentic presence and people like that have tremendous impact in the world and i want more people to have impact i want more people to come alive that's amazing that's uh definitely the inspiration i needed today so not that that was the intention but thank you for that yeah <laughs> so, no, my, my pleasure so oh uh, i if you don't mind can i mirror that back to you so you know uh if you know if if, if you had three months to make an impact we won't be overly traumatic about it um you know because uh, I, I hate to use the term three months to live. And if you got the COVID, I'm not, we're not willing any of that. So let's say you had you had three months to make a tremendous impact for any reason. Um, and you're doing a great job with your podcast. What what would it be for you, Matt? I'm curious. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, at the end of the day, in my entrepreneurial journey, it's to create more entrepreneurs or at least create people that feel like they can do it too. So that's something that like I take a lot of pride in is making my journey accessible. And it's one of the reasons why I started the podcast that, you know, we look at the we look at a guy like Elon Musk, as we mentioned, and you think, man, he's done some cool things. I'm never going to be able to accomplish that much. At the end of the day, he's not doing that much different than you and I are. And he he's not that much he's smarter and he's a little weird, but he's not, he, he, he's, he just chose to go down that path. And mm -hmm. that's something that I want to choose to be a fantastic and great entrepreneur myself. But more importantly, I want to help other people do the same, or at least help people realize that they can do it too. And so outside of entrepreneurship, I think it's the same exact thing with my life. So like faith is important to me. So I want, you know, to sp spread, you know, the love of faith and, and something that's important to me in that sense. I want um, to inspire people to not be afraid to take a risk, inspire people not to sort of that, 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 that gut quenching, oh, I know I should do this, but I'm scared to encourage people just to take that one step. And so, you know, that kind of all wraps up into one is that I think um, success, quote unquote, uh, is way more accessible than people think. And I want to help other people take that step towards getting there. That's brilliant. So I just jot a few notes down. Um, very interesting. So making making the entrepreneurial journey accessible, you you want people to believe they can be an entrepreneur too. And Elon Musk is a great example. I mean, he he started somewhere. He didn't start at Tesla. He started somewhere. He he's he started small somewhere. Um, you want to help other people to um, to to bring their dream to fruition. Um, faith makes a lot of sense. Um, and you are actually inspiring people to go ahead and take a risk 
you know, that to get over that gut wrenching feeling that, oh, my God, you know, what if, what if, what if, but, you know, go do it. Um, but, yeah, I liked you said something very, very important um, that success is more accessible than we think. And and just in the conversations that you and I've had, Matt, um, off, offline, um, it's there's a there's a thread of um, success is also to be measured by just just oneself. You know, yeah. It's it's not measured by others. It, you know, what does success really mean to you, um, to you, Matt, to me, Mary, to the folks listening to this podcast? What does that look like? And uh, you know, pleasing other folks might not might not be part of the equation. No, that's that's exactly it. And you know, it's it's I learned a lot actually about Elon Musk from one specific conversation that I don't know if you listen to the Joe Rogan experience or Joe Rogan's podcast with Elon Musk, it's wild and esoteric and hilarious, but there's one moment that, um, Elon Musk is talking about digging a pit in one of like in, uh, the parking lot of one of the, the Tesla facilities in California. And Joe Rogan's like, dude, you're just going to literally build a tunnel. Like who, who, who are you, whose approval are you going to get from that? And Elon's like, what do you, what do you mean? I'm just going to dig a pit. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? And when you stop and think like, it's a very funny question and conversation where it's like, you're just going to dig a hole and yeah, I'm just going to do it. What, what's the big <laughs> deal? But then you stop and think about the depth of that is like, he literally is of the attitude. Like, I, like, what are you talking? We're just going to go do it. And we're literally like, I, I, I'm going to do whatever it takes just to go literally dig a pit. If I have to go deal with bureaucracy, we'll go deal with bureaucracy. If I need to go rent a big, you know, excavator, we'll just go rent a big excavator. I mean, it's just, we're just going to do it and we're just going to move forward with it. And that's something that like helped me fully wrap my head around him in particular. It's just like, we're just going to move forward with it. And that's big goals for him. And that might not be, not everybody necessarily wants to go to space or build electric cars, but like everybody has something in mind that they want to go do. And literally to get yourself more and more and more to the attitude of just what are you going to do to go get get there it's probably simpler than you think it may not be easy but it's probably simpler than you think and just go do that and that's that's where like i i for wedge for example we're five years into this and it definitely hasn't been roses through this but like we have decided we're going to make this thing successful no matter what and it's and it's going to be and it has been and we've got a long ways to go but like having the attitude of saying I'm going to reach a certain point and, and that's just who I'm going to be for you. It's I'm going to help people build amazing brands, but deeper than that, I'm going to help people feel confident in who they are to share their story to the world so that they can be the best person themselves. That's a very simple message. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's very simple. And so I think at the end of the day that like there's so much to helping people simplify their message, helping people simplify even in their own mind. Like, do you just want to be more fit? Awesome. Go run, go do pushups not easy but it's simple right and so at the end of the we i could talk for hours about this but it's just like i think so many people are so close and they've just overcomplicated it and i just yeah at the end of the day i think it's it's help, helpful to make it simpler for people yeah yeah i wish i wish you could hear the enthusiasm in your voice so in my takeaway um is that we're kindred spirits in this way matt that um i think we both know that we, we can all get help on writing a business plan. We can all get help on marketing. We can all get help on uh, putting a budget. We can, we can all get, we can all do that. We can all find the help there, but it's really about mindset is that you really, you can do it. Um, have faith, 
um, you you just you just have to believe that that you can. And I I had a I had a mentor, wonderful mentor, still my mentor. Um, I I reached out to him when I got downsized. Um, I was working with a phenomenal company, Intuit, which you probably know is the the product set, um, Quicken and QuickBooks. Oh yeah. Um, it was a job I loved, and was very successful there. Um, and got downsized, and I was devastated, and wasn't ready, wasn't prepared, and didn't know what to do next. So I called my mentor. And I said, "Oh my God, what am I going to do?" And he said, "That's exactly it. You just you need to." You have to figure out what it is. You need to find your punch buggy yellow, is what he said to me. And and uh, I didn't quite understand what that meant, but it, he he based it on a game that he plays with his his grandchildren. And he said they get in the car and they they drive to their little vacation, and along the way they play this punch buggy yellow game. Punch buggy is another word for a Volkswagen VW. So they look out at the street, you know, in parking lots and on the road, and they look for Volkswagens. And he said he's never seen so many Volkswagens in his entire life <laughs> because he was looking for them. So the way the game works is whoever sees the most Volkswagens in their hour drive wins the game. And it keeps them occupied and, you know, it's a lot of fun. Um, and so he said the same thing to me. He said, you need to find your punch buggy yellow. He said, you need to define what that is. What What is your punch buggy yellow? And he said... If it's doing what you were doing at Intuit, great. He said, I think you might want something bigger. I think you might want something more. I think you might want to explore something different. Um, and he said, and whatever that is, he said, it could be making cheese. It could be traveling the world in a camper. He said, whatever it is, whatever your punch buggy yellow is, you've, you've got to figure out what that is. And then you've got to decide that that's what you're going to go for. He said, then call me back. And he said, and then I and and many other people who know you and love you are going to go to the ends of the earth to help you get it. But you have to, A, figure out what's your punch buggy yellow look like? Is it yellow? Does it have a black convertible top? Does it have pink fuzzy dice? You know, does it have leathers? What is that? Um, you know, get a clear picture and then decide that's where you're going and then call me back. And he said, you won't believe you know, the, 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 the way things will start to fall into place to help you go ahead and get there. You just got to believe it. So it was, it was a great story. He always talked in parables and I, I love sharing that story. My mentor, Joe. No, that's amazing. That's, and you know, I, I'll briefly share. So I started, um, wedge was an idea on a napkin about five years ago. And it was when I was a, uh, beginning my junior year at hope college. And it was something that like, this was the idea. I started talking to a lot of people about it. Um, I said, yeah, I'm going to turn this into a business. This is what we hope to do. And then got some momentum with it. And it was amazing. The amount of people who rallied around, the amount of emails that like I got or texts that I got or phone calls that I got saying, hey, have you thought about this? Or, hey, you should talk to this or, hey, whatever. And, and not to specifically talk about the business, but the fact that it was, in my eyes, I had a path that I was going down and people were rallying around trying to help me get there. And to this day happens tenfold of what it was even then. And it's, it's just something that like, I want, I don't want to, I don't want to share the message of the world saying, yes, I'm a successful entrepreneur. No, no, that's, that's not what I care about. What I care about is saying it was literally, this is what I chose to do. 
and I did it with persistence, other people rally around that. Now go find whatever that is for you. Sounds like exactly a similar message of just find what that is and people will help you take to take it to the next level. And so I think, yeah, it, it goes hand in hand with exactly what you're saying of just find whatever your what the punch the punch punchline Volkswagen, is that what it was? Yeah, punch buggy yellow. He called punch it buggy yellow, punch buggy yellow. That's go, what it is. Go That's find your punch buggy yellow, Mary. And then That's you call me back. You gotta figure that out. And and here's the other, you know, wisdom um from from him is he said and don't don't think that because you've always been in branding and marketing and sales and communications don't think that that's the only thing that you can do he said you need to dig down deep it's and you know ask yourself what what's the next level and right now in the work that i'm doing from a brand perspective is i'm working with a lot of executives seasoned leaders i mean people who have reached the apogee of their careers these are unbelievable achievers and they've reached this point where they're like gosh now what now what do i do um and and there's quite a few of them that will say well i've been a physician my entire career how can i go make cheese do you know what i mean and i know that's an exaggeration but but they really want to make cheese <laughs> so they need to they need to they need to kind of they, they need to to find that punch buggy yellow, whatever it is, and then decide that they're going to do it. And uh, you know, a lot of times, Matt, it's it's not so much the strategy portion of it; it's believing that that's who they are and where they should go. That's it. I love that. All right, my favorite my favorite question on the planet: um, What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? We've we've touched on sort of the concepts around purpose and passion, but we'd love just to hear at the end of the day: What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? What drives you to be who you are? Great question. I, I love to remind people of their greatness. That's, uh, you know, I, when, when I send cards to my nephews, I sign every single card the same way. I say, seek your joy. Um, and, and I, I mean that for everyone, you know, do what you love, seek your joy, you do what lights you up, go do that. Um, you know, re really own own your your strengths because that is your brand and and no one can duplicate that like no one especially in a sea of sameness like say for example you need a cpa to help you with your taxes i don't know how many cpas there are right here in my hometown of tampa florida a ton of them but when you interview them you know they stand for something and and i'm going to go with the one that that creates an emotive response for me you know, to hire that CPA, for example. So uh, that's that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. It's to remind people of their greatness and really own it. And when they own it, you know, they're clear, they show up confident, they have impact, and they come alive. Amazing. Mary, is there anything else you want to leave the audience with? I wanted to leave the audience with uh, kudos to you, Matt. Thank you for putting this podcast together. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Mary, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. We'll include show links to the couple things we referenced in the website for the assessment you, you referenced earlier as well. So the audience member has that. But I just want to say a huge thank you for being a guest. Thank you, Mary. Thank you too, Matt. And look forward to having that cup of coffee with you soon. Oh, yeah.